0: All right, cool. So welcome, 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 welcome back to Africans Talk Football TV here with Gabriel and Salam. How's everybody doing tonight?
1: Good, man. Feeling really
0: good. How about you guys? Good, good. Uh, This is one of those episodes where it's always good to come see you just because everybody won this past weekend. So, you know, there's... You know, everybody's in higher spirits. There's not much, you know, on the negative side that we have as far as when we're critiquing our teams. And as well, you know, we had a lot of other things going on as far as AFCON. We had Champions League coming back. So this has been a week where there's been a lot going on. So it's it's, it's cool. You know, we're kind of right back into the swing of things. There's kind of that little lull after the... The beginning of the year but then europe starting right back up you know we're also doing fa cup carbaro so this this has been a, a big january big february happy black history month you know as we're still in february here in the u.s but before we get into the teams just want to say thank you again to all of our friends all of our fans all of our supporters out there who have been rocking with us from the jump or if this is you know your first time checking in with us we are you know currently going live on youtube and you know it's it's been fun to do that for the last few weeks and just have people check in with us on youtube too so it, it's been cool to have the, those different avenues um mainly we talk about the premier league but as it being african talk football we we've been covering the afcon the african cup of nations tournament it's been held in ivory coast this year um which is honestly one of the finalists this year as well ivory coast versus Nigeria. That was the final this year in Ivory Coast. Um, and then shout out also to South Africa, who won the third place match against um, the Democratic Republic of Congo. They they won against Congo. So they played the the third place match. Those were the two semifinalists that did not end up making it to the finals match. And so shout out to South Africa. They, they low-key have been not as big on the f- world football scene, you know, ever since they had the World Cup. I feel like their team did pretty well then to get to the round of 16, but since kind of has been quiet. So it was cool to see them actually get to the, to the semis, you know, and then for them to win the third place match is honestly good for the country as well is, um, you know, you just love to see it, but you know, to get to the meat and potatoes, Ivory Coast versus Nigeria, two, one banger. Um, I was fortunate to, to be able to see the end of the match. I know I wasn't able to see the whole thing, but, uh i don't know I, like I, th- I think it could be recency bias but we've been saying it all year this has been a great tournament from top to bottom from the closeness and the matches to the goals to the actual play to the skill to the vibes so, to, the, to, to, the, to the vibes to the skill the everything that happened in this tournament was just enjoyable to watch it was pure entertainment right. and the, and you know it, it I was able to watch, you know, a few of the matches with uh, with our friend Yasser, you know, who just came back. And the the biggest issue I had with AFCON this year is that it was so hard to watch games. You know, it wasn't readily available to stream in like the streaming days nowadays. Like you really had to go out of your way to try to find ways to watch it, especially now not having BN Sports being, you know, part of most of these streaming packages here in the U.S., it's tough to watch these games. But you know, if you were fortunate enough to watch a game, to get a stream catch it somewhere, I mean, these games were going from top to bottom the the, the group stages all the way to the knockout stages. I mean, you know, games had multiple red cards and multiple goals in the last 10 minutes, you know, sometimes. It, it was one of those type of tournaments where you didn't really know who was going to win until the game was over. So, um 2-1, I don't know if you guys were able to watch it and then talk about, you know, the actual tactics of the game. But, yeah, you know, Trini, that, that's a that's a great point, you know. The, <laughs> we, were talking, we were joking about it earlier. Like, you never hear about loaning a manager wow. <laughs> in the yeah. middle of a tournament. Yeah. They literally fired their manager and then went on loan, got somebody else and won the whole thing, host nation. You know, I mean, there's always some – it's always drama with Africans. You know, I mean, there's always something. But this year – the play was able to match up with the drama. And I feel like that just raised the whole level of the competition, but also it raised the awareness. Like people, I feel like were tapped in as well, just because the level of play was so high. And now with social media, it's so easy to catch a goal from anywhere. Just see a quick clip, quick 30 second clip of a banger goal or maybe a back to back. And now you're, you know, now you're intrigued. Now you want to see more games and, I feel like, you know, for the next African Cup of Nations, they should figure out a way for it to be more, just more readily available for people to watch. This is one of those tournaments, just like Copa America, just like, you know, the Euros. People want to watch this. There's a whole nation, there's a whole continent dedicated to, you know, Getting their players off. This is where they can showcase their talent. This is where they can showcase the host countries, show what, you know, the nation you know has to offer as well. Just not on the football side. Like this is big for tourism, this is big for the country and the continent, you know. So for the tournament not to be you know, watched and easily watched everywhere on different nations, different, uh, you know, across the world, people were having the issue with just not being able to watch these games. I feel like that was the biggest issue, but, you know, I, I don't want to talk too much about that but just because the game was 2-1, went to Ivory Coast. Um, Gabriel Salam, did you have anything to say about the match Shout out Sebastian Holler, man. That's what, that's, that's what
2: I got to say, man. After, you know, the past couple of years he's had, um, you know, to to help his team get to the final in his host nation, and then to score the winning goal. I mean, it's, it's what, I don't know. That's what the sports for, man. Beautiful moments like that. You know, after it's, you know him having cancer and all of that, coming back to the game and and doing all that, man. Super, super dope. So, and shout out, holler. But I I thought it was a it was a great match, man. I think you know Nigeria got a little bit comfortable. Um, after they went up one nil, they feel like they, I don't know, I kind of feel like they had, they thought they had it in a bag and that they would, you know, go on to win the match and it would be a little bit more comfortable than they thought. But I mean, when you're playing the host nation, unfortunately, they have home field advantage and they yeah. have a 12 man. And once that first goal went in, it was almost inevitable for the second one to go in for them. So, um, yeah, it was a it was a great match, great way to wrap up the tournament, especially in kind of a dramatic fashion like that. You know, coming down from 1-0 winning two one, um, and then it's cool that they get to win it at home. You know, um, it would have been would have been a madness if if they lost. You know, their fans would have been pissed. But you know, Africans, man. But, but but yeah, man, it was a it was an amazing tournament. I wish Afcon was every year, because um, I think you know just from like you're just saying from you know. Just the the competition level, um just just everything. And then on top of it, just like the the memes and the vibes and like the, the laughter of it through it all, you know what I mean? Like Afghan's is like a funny tournament in a sense, and not like it's not <laughs> to be taken as a joke, but like Africans are just naturally funny, like you just like to have fun, man. Yeah, and we love- just like to have fun, like we like partying, you know, and every time you know something goes on, everything's over dramatic, you know, everything's Everything has a big reaction to it. So, like, for example, with the when the coach when the coach lost, I forgot what coach it was, but they're yeah. pouring water on the back of his neck. Like, yo, <laughs> uh, man, yeah. man, man does were, not need yeah. water on the back of his neck after an L. Like, <laughs> yo, but <laughs> but they they deemed that fit just to happen at that moment. It's just like. I, I mean, know, it's hot. So I get it. It's like, Coach,
0: you're too hot. You're too hot, on Doc. you too hot. <laughs> no, I mean,
2: yeah. Yo, so, you know, I, just, I, love, I love Africans, man. Um, I love Afcon. Uh, I, like uh, our, our good friend Poppy said, shout out, uh, Poppy, man. Um, yeah. it's, I, I truly think it's the second best tournament behind the World Cup um, in terms of everything, I mean the euros ain't this funny so sorry but the Euros, heroes <laughs> don't have me vibing like this you yeah, feel yeah, me like from the music to the fashion of all the you know all the fans and um you know the cultures all the different african cultures coming out that's the thing you know african cultures are so different like you know the from the clothes that we wear to you know the food that we eat, the music, you know, so many of those things are so different. So to see all of that, you know, really displayed on a, on a national level, man, it's always really dope to see and to see, you know, the competition levels can continue to rise and rise and rise every tournament. I mean, it's only getting better, you know, players now who are playing in Europe are more and more now going back to, yeah. um, you know, play for their uh, – I won't, I guess I can say home country. I mean, I guess you can say home country, but to go play for, you know, if they might have, you can play for England or play for Italy or Germany, but also can play for Senegal or Ghana or, you know, Nigeria. You can see a lot of those players going back and playing for their parents' home country, you know what I mean? It, it, it just means that the competition is only going to get better and better and better, so, yeah, man, I, I love the tournament, love the final, great way to wrap it up, and yeah, man, that's it for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you guys uh, kind of said everything. It was um, entertaining for sure. Um, shout out uh, Nigeria and Ivory Coast. Um, and, I mean, there's a lot of players from this tournament that I feel like are worth a look um, on, on big teams, you know, throughout Europe or whatever the case may be. Um, there's a lot of good players there, a lot of good goals scored, um, a lot of good games played. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it is to Poppy's point. Um, it is about be- like second best uh, international tournament behind the World Cup. And uh, yeah, shout out to the uh, people of Ivory Coast. Yeah, man, shout out to
0: them. That's... Yeah, man, it's, it, it's been a great tournament. And I feel like the one thing we talked about was kind of just like the parody ac- across all the teams, how you just never really knew who was going to win. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Euro's got no season. Yeah, we, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know, down <laughs> South America, ja. we got jogo, jogo Bonito. <laughs> down in Africa, we got right. seasoning. <laughs> we got season. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> just this year, Ivory Coast, the 2023 winner. 2021, Senegal. 2019, Algeria. 2017, Cameroon. 2015, Ivory Coast again. And then... Nigeria, Zambia, and then Egypt. So, you know, it goes to show, AFCON every year, it's one of those tournaments where there are runners up there, you know, there are teams that have the upper hand, but it's never a team that you can for sure say from the jump is going to win, you know, Mm -hmm. and just like Gabriel said, the home team always has that 12th man, it just is what it is, and Ivory Coast was able to use that to their advantage this year. And, you know, again, just to reiterate and close out AFCON, shout out to Sebastian Haller. I believe just 18 months ago, diagnosed with cancer. You know, he was able to, you know, right when he was on top of the world, right when he just got his big money move to Borussia Dortmund as a striker, was, you know, going to be their main guy, gets diagnosed with, uh, with cancer, beats it, and comes back now to 18 months later win it at his home country and it's just so you know it's it's just one of those storybook endings that you love to see and it's just like gabriel said it's a perfect way to wrap up the tournament um so yeah afcon this year afcon 2023 24 absolutely crazy this year i feel like this has been one of the best afcons i've seen especially in the recent years and uh i can't wait to see what (laughs) what 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 comes in the future man it can only go up from here just like you boys said but um switch gears a little bit to now club football. We had Champions League come back they Um today we saw two teams in the what is it the round of quarter, the round of the quarterfinals?
1: Round of 16.
0: Round of 16, yeah. There's eight teams
1: <clears throat>
0: that play this week, yeah. Round of 16. Um we saw probably <laughs> you know the most it's it's probably the, the the matchup that we can probably decipher was going to happen the the easiest Manchester City yeah. versus Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we probably know it was going to go there three one win to City today. Uh, De Bruyne right back in action, back in Champions League play, right back where he left off. Um, y'all got anything to say about City Copenhagen?
1: I thought it was just it was a professional win on their part. I think uh you, you go there away from home, you get the you get the um you get the result you get a little, little bit of a gold cushion going into the second leg at home um i think that they're set up um Manchester City is looking better and better they're getting de bruyne back they're getting Holland back um de bruyne is on an incredible like run of like run of form right now so hopefully um you know that can come to an end soon because we play them <laughs> but um Yeah, he looks good, and he's—I said that last week. Like he's not even close to, you know, whatever 100% looks like for him. And Holland, I don't think Holland didn't even score today, and they still scored three. So um, he hasn't really found his goal, uh, his scoring boot yet. But when he does, I think that they're going to be a better team. And I think that the winner of the Champions League is just going to be from the two teams that we saw today. The two winners. Um, it's gonna for me. It's gonna be between Real Madrid and, and City,
2: but we'll see how it shakes out. Hmm. I, I really don't have much to say about them. I like we know what's gonna happen with this with this yeah. tough draw. Like we love mad love to Copenhagen. No no beef with any of y'all, but we really know what's going on, man. Um, you, good effort. You got the first goal, I think. I think they got the they tied it up. Um, yeah, but you know it's city, man. You know we'll we'll see city in the semis or, or quarters or something. So yeah, nothing much to say about that match, honestly. Uh,
0: yeah, not- my
2: big takeaway. My big takeaway was Phil Foden came off injured at the end. Mm, um so Did I, um, yeah, I don't know how that's gonna mm. impact the team. I don't know how serious it is or anything like that. <laughs> Y'all
1: but... play in the suit, right, Cornelius? Is that <laughs> this, I mean that look,
2: this, this, weekend,
0: Chelsea... that's this weekend right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're coming up. Um Chelsea just has to not embarrass ourselves. It doesn't matter if Phil Foden plays or if he doesn't play. That, that's our game plan for that match. We'll talk about that later though. We're currently talking Champions League. But um, but yeah, you know, three one to city, kudos to them, and then kudos to Copenhagen, you know, for them even getting out of the yeah. group stages. You know, Manchester United was in their group, I believe. So yeah. for them to have gotten and beaten those giants in Europe, it, it, it's kudos to them, and and you know, to get a goal at home is it gives the fans something to root for, and then now looking forward to next year as well. Um, second game in today's slate was. Real Madrid versus RB Leipzig. Uh, Leipzig was home but unfortunately 1-0 lost to City or not City. Madrid um goal by Brahim Diaz, you know, right at the start of the second half and then they kind of just were able to hold that 1-0 lead through the through the match there. Um any yeah. takeaways from this from this game? You we know have- Leipzig
2: scored, right?
0: i oh, go ahead so yeah. go ahead.
2: Go ahead.
1: No, no, no. You go first. I think we'll, I insist you go first.
2: <laughs> I just, I don't know. Leipzig scored. Leipzig scored. Um, It was one of those, you know. Oh, it was disallowed. Allowed. It was disallowed, you know, keeper. They interfered with the keeper type, you know, hmm. disallowed goals. Um, Interesting. Definitely a little fishy. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't think it should have been called back Really, I think it should yeah. have been given as a goal. Um, but what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, VAR has been – I mean, VAR has been VAR. So, yeah. Uh, but outside of that, you know, I, I wasn't able to tap into that match as much as City and stuff like that. But, but yeah, I mean, Madrid 1-0 went away. Good for them. But I think, I think that second leg is going to be a – a massive game because Leipzig, they think they should have come out that match, even going into Madrid. And I mean, they're, they're down a goal. So they're going to have to fight to, um, you know, try to stay in the Champions League. And I think, I think it's going to be just an end to end match because Leipzig needs a goal. And if Leipzig needs a goal and they score a goal, that means Madrid's going to need a goal too. So I think this game's going to be exciting next week, but but, yeah, it was – or not next week, but um, some time from now. But, but, yeah, you know, I just – I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, I think my takeaway from the game um, was that Real Madrid's a very good team. I agree with you, Gabriel, that the goal um, that was disallowed was um, very questionable. I thought it was uh, clear and onside, but it is what it is there. You know, Real Madrid had a. I mean, you know, their their team is always loaded with talent. Um, they had a lot of players um, out today that I thought um, would have slowed them down a little bit. But to be honest with you, and this was going to be my question to you, um, when you guys think about who the best player in the world is, who do you think that is? Because for me, I feel like for me, it's Vinicius when he gets the ball, there's just, I don't know. It's only a feeling of of only a few have given me pause. (laughs) It's like that. It's it's that Neymar, it's that Neymar, Ronaldinho. It's like, you don't know, man, like what's going to happen. You just know something's going to happen. and
0: And two years ago on this same podcast, maybe a year ago now, Mike, who is unfortunately not here today to answer for his crime, said he doesn't think Vinny has another gear at the no. age of 22, I believe, at the time. The kid's yeah. 23, 24 years old. I mean, he he's definitely up there as probably one of the best. I don't know if I want to say he is just because he's injury prone. Like I'm saying this season, just so far. Like, just this just specific season? season? So yeah far, I mean, if you're looking at everybody. Yeah, he's been consistent. You could put Jude up there as well. He's been consistent. Yep. He's kind of tapered off recently, but, I mean, if you look at his numbers throughout the entire season.
1: He got 20 goals he, as a
0: midfielder. You know, yeah. Really yeah <laughs> early. <laughs> early. Yeah. So. so, yeah, I would say that Madrid team has contenders for two of the top players or for, you know, top player of the, the season so far. They got two of the guys, and they're both young, man. They're both scary. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably say Jude right now.
2: If I'm if I'm if I'm being completely honest. I mean, I, I can't take away what he did in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, midfielder scoring twenty goals. Yeah. He's but really no. and we're I mean, we're a little bit past halfway through the season, but like Let's be real. We're talking about a midfielder who, yeah. who, who happened to, they said, we're just going to put you in a striker role because we have no one else right now, and this, this man still produced 20 goals. He right? said, "I right, bet. Yeah, like it's almost a goal of match at this point. So, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I, w- I think I would say Jude, but Salam, to your point, there's not many players, I mean, over the past, you can say 20 years, you can probably count on your, like on your hands, probably over the past 20 years when a player touches the ball and you know, you, you just automatically get a feeling and you automatically just, your eyes are glued and you don't want to look away because you're like, he could score a banger. He could just, do somebody up, make somebody fall. He can yeah. have a crazy assist. Like you just don't know what's gonna happen. That's how electric of a player he is. And I think like Mbappe's in that category. I think For sure. you know Finney's in that category. Ronaldinho's in that category. Ronaldo's in that category. Messi's in that category. You know what I mean? I think that's the type of category like of player when he's on the ball. It's you yeah. just don't want to look away. It's incredible. And, you know, it's just, it's it, it honestly is incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even lie. Um, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I, it's it's actually yeah. like wild to watch, like you know, in real time because you, as soon as he picks up the ball, he just moves with so much pace and so much, yeah, um, tenacity. It's just like,
1: I think you think of his teammates too, like they're all young too, like all these yeah, guys, in, yeah. in, in four years, these guys are going to be like hey. well conditioned. Twamini, <laughs> Kamavinga, if Mbappe comes, I mean, hey, there's that, Rodrigo, Holland
2: comes, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, they yeah. still got Rodrigo, Valverde, yeah. you know, Mendy. Bro, they have yeah. a squad.
0: Yeah. They're not going to yeah. know who to start, bro. He's a just...
1: All these guys are going to grow together. They're just going to yeah. grow. And I've,
2: then... even, I've even been seeing that that um Arda, Arda uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're thinking about setting him on loan. I just saw that today. Yeah. They're thinking about setting him on loan. So, He's well, 18. Yeah, it's like you like, like, year yeah, like eight, 18, fam. <laughs> we would talked to you in two years, fam. We're yeah, like, like, back in a
0: few yeah man it's i it's hope serious. he doesn't get the odegaard treatment but i was just I about to say that mm. okay. i that's think a he's great. good I, 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 <laughs> that's the thing though with madrid like you know it, i would love for it because based on what i've seen this kid do he could be special but it's like yeah they already have these young guys who are 18 19 20 right now and that's you're bomb. seeing them build this core in that midfield that you know that front three front four front five so i just hope that he gets he, he's able to find his way into the first team but it it could be tough for him you know real talk yeah mm-hmm. it's one of
2: those it's one of those squads where like listen man if you're not performing at the level that we need to perform you out trust me we have yeah. so guys <laughs> we will gladly send you on loan like we have money we have guys like you don't want to leave Madrid either because you know they have the best right. facilities and everything. So it's like you're going to accept the loan until you yeah. know you're fed up enough with it to the point where you get to an autoguard situation. And it's like all right, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave. Or, even they did the thing to Ceballos. You know, Ceballos wanted to play there. He wasn't up to par. Sent the guy on loan. He came back and he started to get some minutes. But it's not easy, man. You got to if you're not performing at the level that they need you at, they need you to perform at? They'll definitely send you somewhere else to to go get that yeah. time in in game time. So I hope he doesn't get that treatment, man. I think he'll be, a, you know, a great player. Um But, yeah, it's – he can fall through the cracks. I mean, it's – sometimes – but it's like it is, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes players do need to, to branch out and leave certain clubs to, you know, kind of show their skill and, and, and what they have. And I think, you know, Odegaard needs to leave Madrid to showcase, you know, what he can do on the pitch. Like, you know, I think James Harden needed to leave OKC to – you know show who James Harden is as a basketball player so it's like you know sometimes you know it always doesn't work out but I hope he does work out man he's a he's a great player and even the couple minutes that he played for
0: Madrid he looked good so yeah, we'll see what yeah I agree I agree those um those Madrid boys are gonna be crazy yeah the Madrid boys are going to be crazy but Champions League, you know, looking forward to the games tomorrow. We have two more matches coming up, PSG versus Real Sociedad, and then we have Bayern Munich versus Lazio. Um, Any predictions for those? PSG is at home versus Sociedad.
1: I think PSG will get a win. Um, I think Mbappe gets a brace. Um, I feel like they kind of need.
0: They need a big game, I feel like. They need
1: a big game. You know what I'm saying. I think they need a statement game with all these guys that they've assembled, and um, I, I wouldn't quite say that they had a, you know, quite convincing group stage. Um, so I think you know to start off the round of 16, um, you know, w- with a good performance is you know vital for them um, if they want to win the Champions League this season. Interesting team. I feel like from all their previous teams, I actually think this is probably their best team, but. Um, hmm. in terms of like fit and just balance, but maybe not on paper. <clears throat> the other game for me, Lazio versus Bayern. I think Lazio gets a point off of them, or at least a result, a win. I'm not all, gonna bro. lie,
2: that's a shout, yeah. fam. <laughs> yo, I'm looking at this matchup like, bam. Yeah. If you've been watching Lazio over the past couple years, been watching Bayern, bro, this might be a four-five or five match. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. no lie, like it's gonna be back and forth and. I'm I'm actually really looking forward to Lazio Bayern meeting tomorrow. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm not I don't think I'm gonna watch PSG. I think I'm gonna be watching uh Lazio Bayern. I think it's a tricky matchup for Bayern. Um mm-hmm. they can get caught slipping because this team does score goals. score a mm-hmm. lot of goals. Um and I mean both teams score a lot of goals. So I think it, it could be a tricky matchup for Bayern. Um I'm excited, man. I'm I'm really excited for that
0: matchup. I agree. Lazio's also at home, which is big for them in the first leg like, having that confidence so hopefully just get out big and uh and, and score early. But uh but yeah, I agree. I, I'm going to be tapped in. I'm working from home tomorrow so I'm definitely going to be tapped into that Lazio match and then I'll be uh you know keeping tabs on what's going on with the other one, the the PSG versus Sociedad, but time to get to our squads jump Let's jump over to the prem real quick. Um, as I was saying before, all of our teams won. You know, it, it's it's more fun when that happens. So we don't really have to, you know, <laughs> come here with, with yeah. the satin hearts yeah. and droopy yeah. eyes. But yeah, you know, we can start from the top. I kind of just wanna talk about the 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 Saturday games because neither neither of our teams played on Saturday, but kinda just talk about the Saturday games all in one clump. Um all the teams that needed to win won, you know, City won 2-0 versus Everton. Liverpool won 3-1 versus Burnley. Spurs was able to win 2-1 versus Brighton. Um, All right, Triddy got Lazio 3-2. That's a mm. shot. Cool. That's a That's shot. A I like it, though. That's I like it. Show. But, yeah, so like I was saying, all the teams that needed to win on Saturday won. Um, so I... I was going to ask Gabriel this a little bit later, but, you know, as one of the teams that's currently in the top four, you know, in this title race, when you see them play on Saturday, is that easier for you? Do you think it's easier for Arsenal? I don't even I didn't even really want to start with y'all. But when you see, you know, all right, Spurs won, City won, Liverpool won. All right, cool. We got to we got to keep track. Do you think it's easier to see them play on Saturday or would you rather them play the same day as you or would you rather play earlier in the week?
2: Um, me personally, just off the personnel and kind of what I've seen over the past couple of seasons, I would rather play first. I'd rather us with, you know, we're a young team. Um, and, you know, these guys have social media. These guys look at everything. They, they know what's going on. Like, they, as much as they don't want to admit it, listen, every one of these players are in their DMs, all of that. Like, they know what's going on. Um, And <clears throat> I think last year we got in trouble a little bit. Uh, with that, you know, like city would play before us, get a result, and then we'd play maybe not get a result, and then that's the talk of the town, and it's this and it's that, and it's woo woo. Um, and me personally, just off based off last year, I'd rather play first. I'd rather have you know no one kind of no intrusive thoughts of oh now we have to go perform and you now players overthinking on the pitch and this and, that and the third like nah. Um, I would rather play first. But at the same time, you know, this year, our team is a lot different. I think our, you know, we're in a, a very different headspace. And I think that as a team, we're, we're a lot mentally stronger this year as well. So um, I say that kind of with a grain of salt. But just me personally, I would I would much rather, much, much rather play, um, you know, before the other teams play. Um, and and yeah, and, and it it works to an advantage sometimes, and and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I think it's a lot easier when, you know, let's say all those teams lose. Now it's like, oh, now everyone's up for the game. Well, we have to capitalize on these teams dropping points in the third. And then, you know, if all the teams win, now the pressure's on. You got to go perform. So, you know, it it kind of varies on you know if everyone wins or how the results kind of line up. But me personally, if I have my preference. I'd rather play first.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of ironic out of the t- three teams here, you know, you played first. You played first on Sunday. Um, then it was United, then it was Chelsea. So it's kind of funny how that shook up this week. But, you know, you guys came in with a big, big, massive win. And the biggest the, the biggest takeaway for me about this win was something I didn't realize. I was kind of reading some articles today before we hopped on, and I didn't realize that Last or or I I guess I forgot. It's not that I didn't realize. I forgot that you played West Ham to close out the season last year, and Saka missed a PK, and for him to hit that PK there, you know, for that to be the second goal, I feel like that was one of those. Yeah, like bro, I'm getting. This is this is a little bit. This is a little bit of carryover from last year, bro. Like nah, like this. This is for me. Like, this one is for me. I don't care about it. none of y'all. Like, I drew this pen. This one is for me. I'm taking this and then we move. And, you know, from then on, it was just a bloodbath. You know, six goals. This now puts you at 31, I believe, for gold differential, plus 31 on the year for gold differential, which I also believe is, you know, tied with City or tied with Liverpool. You know, there's now only one goal between the top three teams. As far as goal differential, there's only two points between the top three teams. So it's a race. You know what I'm saying? Last year, you know, before we hopped on, we were talking with Yasser a little bit. And he was saying, you know, last year at this time of the year, he didn't think that Arsenal or or his words were he didn't think that Arsenal was a race. But he said he didn't feel as confident in the title race as he does now. And it's funny because last year you guys were in first place, you know, leading the pack, and now you're, you know, not necessarily behind by a wide margin, but you're definitely not leading the pack. So I kind of wanted to ask you, you know, how do you feel, you know, with that massive win, you know, right, you know, right off the that that massive win pause, how, how do you feel going into the final stretch, you know, of the season? Not necessarily the final stretch, but, you know, it's around the corner, it's around a band. Yeah, yeah
2: Um before before i actually get into that, I have one thing i i need to like just do real quick um they're talking about time it i mean minor i feel like they got eyes feel like they got eyes gotta gotta every time he scores i'm playing that song i just want people to know um banger too. I, I will say yeah, banger i had to had to um but yeah no i mean if i'm being completely honest i i, I feel the same way I, I completely agree. Um, I Like I said earlier, this team is in a completely different headspace uh, mm-hmm. than last year. Um, our team is much, much better than last year. Uh, our personnel is better. Um, I, I do feel better, even though we're not, points-wise, we're not as high as we were last year. I, I kind of like that we have this... We need to get back mentality right now um we need to get back we need to get back we need to get back to the second we need to get back to first like we last year at this time we were on top and now it's you know all this pressure of maintain 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 we've never been in, in a position like that and lord knows how many years you know how when's the last time arsenal was in a uh maintain the the first place spot you know for for months was the last time we're gonna maintain like this. So we've always been, not always, but in recent years we've been a team that's been having to fight, 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 fight. And I do like the fact that right now it's close, but yeah, we have to fight. Um and this match I, I said this I said this uh last pod. I said, you know, I really wanna, you know, the the three one win against Liverpool was mad love. I love the win. It was great. But how do we react when we go to West Ham away? How do we? What's going to happen there? Because it's last year we didn't have good results. We've, we've had bad results against West Ham the past couple of years, um, and to go in there and you know West Ham played well the first fifteen. Honestly, they played pretty well the first fifteen. But to go in there and after the first goal, the goals just started rolling in and rolling in and rolling in. And, rolling in and um, you know I couldn't couldn't really ask for much more. Um, so so yeah, man. I mean, I, like just to answer your question, I feel I feel a lot lot better with the personnel in the in the where we're at right now than i did last year um i think this game showed us a lot a lot a lot a lot um this is i i do have i have a couple of like specific things i want to say but um i think first and foremost our set pieces are I, I really can't even speak too much of I, I can't even speak highly enough about it. Our set piece coach, I can't even think of his name right now, but big shout out to him. Um, you know, we brought him in last year and this year we we have we have the most set piece most set piece goals in the in the league. I think almost twenty or twenty plus set piece goals this year, um, which is amazing. Three set piece goals in, in the win on Sunday as well. So you know, what we're doing on set pieces is obviously working right now. I mean, that honestly um,
0: started off your your you guys' goal scoring. Yeah. I, mean, no, guys, I wouldn't say we're struggling because, by all means, you guys weren't struggling. I, I believe West Ham was playing well, but you guys were definitely dominating the match. But we're struggling to kind of find that final pass to get the goal, you know. And as soon as you started getting set pieces, corners, free kicks here in the attacking third, that started yeah. to set it off for sure. Yeah.
2: It, it is, and I think, you know, at first I was kind of questioning, uh, you know, Declan Rice being on set pieces because, you know, he is a big guy. You know, you, you want that guy in the box, but the quality on the service is You're just – The quality on the service is so impeccable. What well, We don't even need him, and, and it makes sense. We know, we have Kai Havertz, so we have another tall guy who can go fill in that role um, and fill in that spot. So, you know,
1: I – Gabriel I, I, Saliba.
2: Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Saliba, Kai Havertz, you know, we, we have guys in there to go go fight for a ball and you know, Gabriel he's he's I think he's six goals behind uh Cushone for most goals on uh as a for most goals for Arsenal center back. I think he's at I think koshoni's at twenty two or twenty and Gabriel's at fourteen already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has some of the most set piece goals in the league since he's entered. Uh you know, it's we're we're doing well on set pieces which is great so that's that's one great thing i just wanted to highlight um secondly man i i know he probably won't he doesn't get all the credit and you know a lot of the accolades he doesn't he didn't score anything like that but yo, know, kai Havertz is looking better every match i just want you guys to know this kai Havertz is looking better every I would single agree. match and and this and i want to specify this specific match was the first time I have seen Kai Havertz have a pep in his step in over three years. I swear to you. This guy, I this, this is the nah. first time i actually seen. No, no, I'm so serious. I, this is it, the best you know, Kai Havertz you're saying? I'm not saying this is the best Kai Havertz, mm-hmm. but I'm saying this is the first time I've seen Kai Havertz have a pep in his step. Every time mm. I've seen Kai Havertz over the past three years has been lethargic. It doesn't look like, you know, he's hitting full sprints. It doesn't look like he's attacking the space. It doesn't look like he's, he's looking, looking to gas. play the ball forward. Yeah, like, it seems <laughs> lethargic. It, it doesn't – this looks <laughs> yeah. slow. This is the first time I've ever – I see Kai Havertz heads up, playing the ball forward. He He's, you know, he defends, but it, the sprints had – it looked like he was hitting full sprints it just looked different honestly this is the Kai Havertz that I've been wanting to see that we've been waiting to see um and I know he he's not on the stat sheet or anything like that but what he's been providing for us this season um and how he's been you know growing into his role has been great um so shout out to him um and then last shout out for me uh shout out uh Bakai Osaka, Saka man um you know got his 100 GA uh at West Ham this past weekend um you know 22 years old already at 100 ga i think he's at 12 11 goals this year already i think like around 10 assists as well and um 51 current,
0: goals 49 assists 50, yeah all 51 goals yeah
2: 49 assists all comps um you know can't speak highly enough about him um you know great great match i mean we won six 0 there's not really too much bad you can say he kept the clean sheet as well um which is amazing because we needed that and. This is this is the arsenal that I want to see. When when teams aren't up for it that day, we need to go in and murder that. We need to go in and murder them. Like we need to go and completely dismantle that team and put as many goals in the back of the net. And now that we put six in the back of the net, we put five in the back of the net in Palace earlier um this year, our goal differential is now even with city and one from Liverpool and Cornelius talks about this time and time again, how important goal differential is, um, especially in a title race, you know, especially with teams like city and Liverpool teams that score in abundance, you know, um, we need to get our goal. We needed to get our goal differential up and I'm just happy that, you know, we were able to do that. So, um, you know, shout out the guys, I I love the lineup, you know, Kudus was silent, shout out Kivior. you know, Kudus didn't do a thing. Um, You know, Great, great team performance, and honestly, just just looking to continue the form until the next big match. Um, you know, we have Lazio in Champions League next week, but we have Burnley this weekend, and you know, it's at Burnley, but it's another match where you know, tough place to go play. Just go in there, handle business, and hopefully, you know, it's a it's a warm up game nah, for. Ain't
1: tough to go play
2: at Burnley. Hey, Amen. You know. They have been what the people season. Game, they have been, they have been. <laughs> But historically, historically, there is a tough place to go play. So, man, you know, I'm just I'm just, know man. I'm just, I'm just, listen, I'm just looking forward to my team getting three points, getting out of there and going ahead on business in Champions League.
0: That's it. So Before we switch gears, yeah, before we switch teams over, um, I did have a question because you, you Arsenal has been, you know, fortunate to have had You know, a pretty easy fare of games as far as having to only play once a week. You know, I mean, you're you're out of the car pretty early Um, Champions League has had a pretty long hiatus. You guys are just coming off, you know, you know, the whole entire Premier League got it. But, you know, two weeks ago, you just were coming off your mini vacation. So you guys have been well rested, you know, now that you see games starting to ramp up again. Do you see an issue with Arteta, you know, rotating players? Do you see that becoming, you know, like a possible issue? It could be a yes, it could be a no. I'm just saying, you know, you guys are starting to play games again.
2: Um, If I'm being honest, no. I think Arteta's decisions have become a little bit easier because I think we know what our best 11 is. Um, and I think he knows exactly now how to fill those gaps and kind of adjust when we're playing teams. Or certain teams, and uh, like he like he did this weekend. I love that he started Kivior against Kudus. We didn't hear a peep from Kudus this weekend. We put a lockdown defender on him. You he didn't hear a peep. Um, so we're getting players back currently. You know we're we're getting Tomiyasu back from you know the Asian Cup. We're getting Partey back from injury. Timber is is set to come back soon. Uh, he's probably about a month out now. Um, so. No, I, I really don't think so. And, you know, we, at this point in the season, I think we know exactly where our gaps are. We know exactly where our gaps are. I think we know that our gap, we have a big gap, on, on, you know, in the left back position. And I think, we, you know, we have a big gap striker-wise. Um, and there's not too much we can do striker-wise, but I think left back-wise has a big implications of how a season's going to go, and I think we adjust with that well. And, you know, when the midfield rotation comes back, you know, I don't think it'll be – I don't really think it'll be that tough for him. You know, Declan Rice and Odegaard will be there, and it's really just about, you know, who he's going to put in – who the third guy is going to be. And, you know, Partey's coming off injury. There's no need to rush him back. We have Jorginho and Kai Havertz and Trussard who can play in that position. So we don't have to rush guys back. We don't need to rush guys back. This team is right now flowing very, very well. Um, We don't have to rush Gabriel Jesus back. This team is flowing very, very well right now. And no, I don't think his decisions will get harder. I think, you know, as guys come in, I think honestly it'll it'll get a little bit easier because now, you know, he will be able to rest some guys and, you know, some guys won't be able to – or won't have to be on, um, you know, heavy, heavy minutes. And to end with Young Trini's question of do I think Arsenal can win the league, absolutely, just like I thought last season we could have won the league. I think this season we can win the league. Um, I. I think we're in a much better position now than we were last year. I think if like last year, if one of our center backs goes down, I think we have coverage, um, and proper coverage this time, you know, not just Mm -hmm. coverage, proper coverage this time, even if we have to pull Declan Rice into a center back role, I still feel comfortable with our midfield and Partey, Jorginho and Odegaard or adding Kai Havertz in there somewhere. So no, I, I really feel, I feel fine right now. Um, I feel good. I think. I think yes. The the league is is definitely attainable. I feel, attainable. <laughs> I feel yeah. good. I feel great. And yeah, yeah We'll, we'll, we'll chest, see, man. Man. It's, it's a tight table, but we we uh we still see City. We 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 are did we our job for Liverpool. So it's up to the rest of the league at this point. Um, we still see City again, and uh, you know, we'll see. I don't know why this man's talking from 7th. Seventh. 7th <laughs> seventh. Seventh with zero goal differential.
0: What? Nah, anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, everybody I mean, yeah, won. Yeah.
2: ain't no smoke anybody. Everybody
0: wants this week. Yeah, I mean. everybody won. no smoke. Say save, yeah. save, save the smoke. Save the smoke. We'll, we'll save it for save next the, week cuz we know yeah, it's a few matchups coming up that's gonna be, you know, and huh?
1: someone will lose. Someone
0: Yeah, lose. So, someone will lose. <laughs> <laughs> Looking in the mirror here, but, uh <laughs> you know, moving on to the next game on Sunday, United, who's who's had a turn, you know, they, they turned a new leaf. These 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 last few weeks, you know, four wins out of their last five here, you know, three wins out of their last four in the Premier League. You know, their one non win was a draw against Tottenham. So for them, it's looking good. They have scored two goals, uh, you know, at least two goals in each of their last five matches so it's not an issue scoring you know Onana is actually looking a little bit better in net as well they're starting to mesh a little bit more um so you know big win this weekend uh, it's a massive win this weekend i would say this is probably one of the bigger wins that you guys have had all season I-, I believe you guys actually shut down leon bailey for the most part you know he he was able to score but for the most part shut him down he was not able to do what he usually does and. And I don't know, you know, Scott McTominay, he, he he's he's one of those guys that I've always wanted to just be on United because I feel like he's united through and through. I know you don't see him as that guy, but coming off the bench and getting the goal was kind of just perfect for him. I I feel like he I, I I I in the group chat I said that Ole role, you know, it's probably a little bit more glorified or less glorified than that, but your team is actually starting to look good. You're starting to get players back, you know, besides M- Martinez, who just got injured again. This is, you know, your strongest 11, you know. And Luke Shaw. Yeah, and Luke Shaw as well, you, you know. But th- you're starting to see your strongest 11. You guys are also getting players back. Rasmus Holland is, is he's scoring. You know, he's doing what you guys want him to do. And he's actually looking like the striker that you guys paid the money for. Um How has he impressed you over these last few weeks?
1: Well, he has, especially considering that, you know, he doesn't really get that many chances in these games. Um, Even the game that he scored, um, the last game, I think he only had one or two chances. So the fact that he was still able to get a goal um, shows that um, he's able to score, even with the lack of service. Uh, If we were a team that, You know, provided more goals for the striker. I think he would score more. But you know, I'm thoroughly, I'm pleasantly surprised by him. Um, He's he's a project. It's it's a work in progress. He's not the finished product by any means. But um, I think he has a lot of good um, qualities and characteristics that will um, enable him to be successful in the Premier League. So the more he plays, I think the more he'll get comfortable. Um, good to see that he's getting goals now I mean since the start of the year he's really kicked on so um good for him good for us um not just him I just feel like there's a few players that I would like to shout out um first place I have to go is in goal um onana has been playing well yeah he's no he's, been making, he's been making some clutch saves so That's I gotta nice. give him uh, his credit when he's playing well um he he hasn't really been called on to do too much but you know the two times he is called upon, he is making those saves, and um, so you got to give him credit considering the start of the, um, the season and how that went for him. So, shout out Onana, um, in front of him, shout out Harry Maguire. Um, I've been very critical of Harry Maguire over the past um, almost four years on this podcast. So, since, since
2: he got signed, <laughs>
1: um, yeah, since he got signed <laughs> essentially.
2: <laughs> so, um,
1: yeah, I mean. To be honest with you, I think he's a completely different player ever since that the captain's armband was removed from him. Um, I think that that's a lot of pressure to put on him. Um, ever since he's been in the club, like he came in and was given that responsibility, and I felt like never was able to really, you know, settle in the way he should have. But I got to give him credit. Um, I'm not saying that he's, you know, world class by any means, but um, for him to come off the bench and put in the shift that he's doing um, is good. He had one big mistake, you know, that could have led to a goal, but we were able to take care of that. But all in all, I got to give him credit, especially considering that he got the assist on the goal. So for uh, Rasmus. So shout out Maguire. Um, Who else? I mean, Kobe Maynard, to be very honest with you, I thought Kobe Maynard had a – How to, I think that like that game versus Villa was like that was his like learning moment. Um, because I think Ramsey and Douglas Louise really, you know, they they gave it to him. Welcome to
2: the (laughs) prem, so yeah.
1: So, I mean, like, I think, um, but even that, I, I think the first half he really, um, he struggled in the first half, second half was a little bit better. He had his good moments. Um, I think what really helped him was Casemiro's performance. I mean, this is two games in a row now where second half Casemiro on a yellow card completely flawless. So, I got to give him credit. Um I always said when he comes back we're going to be a different team and he's showing that. So, shout out to him and um yeah, man. Hopefully, you know, we we've obviously established um you know, a youth core between especially in attack. Um with, with, with Garnacho, with Hoyland, with Maynew. I think we have experienced players like um, Casemiro there. DeLoe has been playing well too. Um, If he could only defend, I, I, I would, he'd be knocking on the door of world-class, but he can't defend, but he can attack. Um, That cross came from nowhere. So, um, yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to the team. Shout out Ten Hag. I feel like being able to manage all the the, the nonsense, the Ten Hag outers, all that um, with the start of the season. So shout out to him. And yeah, I mean, in the last three games we, we collected nine points. If, if, if you were to ask me that two and a half weeks ago, I would have told you you're crazy. So um, very, very good, you know, almost two weeks for us. So hopefully we can continue this and um Luke Shaw's now out for an extended period of time with Lissandro. We just gotta stay healthy, man. If we can stay healthy, I think we can really make a push for top four.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Top four. Um, I mean, we'll circle back. I I, I mean, I'll circle back to that question I asked Gabriel. Is it being in the position that you are now you know gabriel's actually in that top four position defending it you're chasing that top four position do you like seeing when teams that are ahead of you on the table play first or would you rather be in control of that own you, you know your own destiny would kind of play first and then not worry about those teams and what they're doing as much um
1: you know, I feel like at this level like that shouldn't matter. Um, but I guess like with, with this group of players just it does. It,
0: it shouldn't, but it does.
1: No, yeah, I'm just saying like it, it it shouldn't, but here we are like we have to, you know, even discuss this. But I mean to answer your question, I think I would rather play first just cuz I mean for us, I it's pretty straightforward. Like, Ten Hawk said this a few games ago. Every game is a final for us. So, like, we have to win every game from here on out. We're not in Europe. Um, we're not in, uh, what is it, Carabao. So, like, we have literally top four and the FA Cup, which, you know, I mean, if you're looking at, like, the, the, the season now, objectively speaking, I think... Top four and a, and and the FA Cup trophy would be a good season for us.
2: I agree. I think if you win a I think if you win a trophy, successful. It's mm-hmm. like you said, if he wins a trophy, successful season. I completely agree with you, Salaam. If you win a trophy this year, successful season. But top four is like young Trini said, that's a stretch. That's a proper stretch.
1: Like a no, it proper, is. But I'm I'm looking at the team like Villa, like, you know, that's a team where credit to them. I think that they've had a solid start of the season, but you're not going to finish in the top four. We have a clip um, of me saying, starting off saying, don't worry, Aston Villa will not make top four. And I firmly stand by that. This is the team that we we beat them. Like, I mean, so that, yeah, I'm not really worried about them. them. You know what I'm saying? Like these teams that, you know, um, that are top of the top half of the table, like, you know, for us to get, you know, three points from them, I think says, I I think we have a chance. I think like we're well into the mix, so we just got to stay healthy. In
0: the mix
2: into the thick of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Huh. I mean names? no, that, that that that's a good point, you know, especially when you talk about specifically Villa, you know, I'll turn to to Chelsea and just keep it short and sweet. You know, we just be Villa. You know, especially a team like Chelsea who's been having its issues yeah. the entire year. You know, we've been very very up and down. Just came from a terrible slump where we lost against two teams that, you know, The Liverpool match was going to be the Liverpool match. But again, that Wolves match could have gone either way. And I believe we just weren't up for it, you know, especially when this week I see that Wolves lost to Brentford 2 0 at home at the Molyneux. It's just one of those games where I look at our season like that's not a match where we should have dropped 4 2 to Wolves. But, you know, a team like Villa is starting to taper off. You know, they were undefeated at home the whole first half of the year. And now, three home defeats you know in in like six matches so it's one of those teams where they are starting to taper off like salam said they just don't have the bodies you know they they don't have the the talent to take it through the full 38 games it's been fun to see honestly i i still believe that they can finish top four but i'm starting to see them slump a little bit um so you know as far as chelsea's saying it was good to see us beat villa It was good to see us score away because going into that match, I had not a lot of confidence at all. Um, Especially because we had the first leg at home and we blew it. You know, it was nil-nil draw, and I believe we had the chances to equal or to go ahead early and late in the match. And you know, giving up that advantage to go to Villa, I was not going to lie. For a top-four team, I was. I wasn't expecting to, to go forward, but, you know, kudos to the boys. They got through that match and then come to the weekend. Um, you know, we played on Monday and I, I didn't think that. It, it, with Chelsea, it's so up and down you, you matches that you think you can win or we should win. I, I can't go in very confident matches that I think, you know, OK, we you know, like Wolves. We'll we'll get points off Wolves. We lose four two. So Palace is one of those teams where historically we we beat them. You know, even earlier this year we struggled with them the entire first half and were able to sneak out a two nil two one win. This was sort of the same sort of match. You know, the entire match they were neck and neck with us, and then we managed to somehow get a goal very very late in the match and then get the third and equal in in injury time. Chelsea is one of those teams where I. I, I I don't know what's going to happen week to week. So being able to string together two wins this week doesn't give me any faith for seeing City over the weekend. You know, back in the day when Chelsea was in a slump, I used to have the confidence that getting these quick wins, an FA Cup win, a win against, you know, a team away from home in London, winning another London Derby. Oh, okay, this will get us up for City. This could actually help our team get enough morale to go into the City match. And maybe get a result. I don't have that confidence now. You know, just to go into predictions, um, we see City this weekend. You know, City is in, they're in win now mode. Every, every win is a, every match is a must win for them. And so for me, looking at our, <laughs> looking at our recent history and what we've done with these top four teams you know the first match was 4-4 played it out of our minds it's a fantastic match i said you know match of the season at that point of the year seeing how we played against liverpool again i just don't want to embarrass ourselves against city at the etihad um saturday <laughs> at 12 30 so you know it will be that late game for them out over there on saturday Kevin's back, Highland's back, Bowden's scoring again. Um, this will be the first time that you know, young Cole Palmer is back at the Etihad. Wow, yeah, it's crazy, actually. So it's a, you know, it's a lot. Of, it's a, it's a lot going on with this match, but you know, it was four four at home at the bridge. I'll, I'll say, like Mike, if we're able to, if we're able to keep the the goals low. We might be able to escape with a draw. But if there, are, if there are goals afoot, you know what I'm saying? It's not looking too bright for us. Um, I hope we could just get out of there without getting embarrassed, to be honest. I don't have a lot of faith in us getting a win, but I, I believe this team could escape with a draw. You know, we've we we've dug out draws against tough against very, very tough teams this year specifically. So um I don't know. Stop the My, uh, <laughs> I'll say I'll say one-one draw. One-one draw. What? There's
2: no way City scoring one goal at home. There's no way out of here. One-one draw. Exactly. You might as we be
0: better off going two-two game. one-one draw is uh is where I think we'll be at. Okay. I go
1: next. Uh, we play um, Luton uh, away from home uh, oh, I, hey, I, that, I, 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 at their stadium. Trap. Um, not at all. As a matter of fact, I need the max win. This is my <laughs> lock of the week. <laughs> this is my lock of the week. Man United uh, by at least two goals. Um, we're gonna. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna exercise with <laughs> with, with with Luton for sure. Proper
2: str- proper stretch, uh <laughs> We are
1: gonna stretch. We are gonna exercise properly. Dynamic warmups.
2: Um, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, Arsenal, Burnley at Turf Moor this weekend. Mm. I, I honestly, I would make it my lock of the week, but I won't. Um, uh, I will, I will, well, I'll, I'll give a score prediction before I get into my lock of the week. Yeah, I, this would be like a three nil, maybe four nil type of affair. We should go in there and handle business just like we handle. Um, business at West Ham, and I kind of like when we, you know, we have like a couple away games, you know, we kind of string some home uh, away games, like string some away wins, and then you know, go back home. I, I like that when we can do that, so you know, um, I think we'll we'll win like three, four, no. But for my lock of the week, I'm going what do I say with uh, I'm going with what I said earlier over for the Bayern Munich Lazio game over two and a half goals, please just lock it in. There's gonna be a go- there's gonna be a goal in the first fifteen. Just lock it in. Just lock <laughs> it in. I'm telling you just lock it in.
1: Oh man. All just right. Lock it in. Any shoutouts? Ooh shout outs I would say um Rasmus Hoyland and uh, Sebastian Haller, two strikers.
2: Yeah. Definitely Holer um for me. Shout out gotta shout out Sokka for you know the the hundred ga contributions. I, I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's a full compilation video of all of his GA. If you want to go watch it, it's quite a watch. Um, a
0: but uh but yeah, those are those are my two shout-outs this week. Uh also we'll say Holer for my shout-out and then you know, giving this guy a lot of uh, I wouldn't say hate, but I I never thought this guy was, you know, good enough to be a starter for our team. But Conor Gallagher, you know, braced this past weekend against his former, against a a team that, you know, we loaned him to that potentially, you know, people were saying should have bought him in the end. But, you know, at the end of the day, Conor Gallagher is an academy. He is a Chelsea Blue. He honestly lives and dies for the badge. And although I don't think he, you know, sometimes plays up to the Chelsea standard, he always, always, always plays for the badge. And so got to give him a shout out this week.
2: Man, no lie. He he had a great match, man. No lie. He's been your, probably your most consistent player outside of Cole Palmer. That's a fact. Be agree. Probably your most I would consistent. Agree. And scoring, too. Huh? When's Cal Gallagher been a goal scorer
0: these, were his, the way Gallagher These is, were his first two goals all year. Bro, the
2: way, no, that's not his first two goals all year. These were his first two goals all in year. the Prem. Maybe in the, the Prem. Okay, in the Prem. But I'm just saying, yeah, other man. matches, the way Connor Gallagher has
0: bailed you guys out has been actually crazy. He,
2: He's been playing well.
0: Yeah. He's yeah, been, been playing, playing decent. He doesn't have a lot of goals. So I'm trying to tell you right now. He has yeah, two I mean, goals, four assists it. in the Prem.
1: He's your McTominay. So yes, it is. They're yeah, but,
0: like he has like a few in in Calabarro FA.
2: Yeah, but that's what I'm. I, I know like the stat sheet doesn't always say it, but who Conor Gallagher has been for Chelsea Football Club this season. If you guys did not have Conor Gallagher, this would be a completely different. Like if if you try to replace Mason Mount and Conor Gallagher right now, like not right now, but just in general, if, if that was the case, I don't think we would be having the same conversations. So I just want
0: to be no, I agree. I agree. I agree. And I agree because, like I said, Conor Gallagher is willing to do the dirty work, and and you know I, I I don't I didn't really want to end on this note, but I've talked about it so much. He is required to do so much of a role in our midfield because I believe Caicedo is not good enough to hold up the midfield. With him and Enzo and I believe Conor Gallagher if he didn't have to have so much responsibility in there and we just had him be you know our for lack of a better term our Conte type player where we just gave him the freedom to roam get the ball and advance and give it to our next best midfielder we would see Conor Gallagher in a whole new light you know he wouldn't have to do what he does for us but he has to do so much more I think because of the deficiencies of Caicedo, i think the deficiencies he has aren't very like glaring when you look at him play day to day but what he does in the midfield does not help our team or at least the the way that i believe we want to play but but yeah but shout out shout out cg man he's been hooping Facts. facts
2: facts facts
0: sounds good
1: Well, good stuff, guys. Um, Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um, And as always, good luck to you and your future.